Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Show. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by Chris Duffin. Chris went from bodybuilding to building a business empire after building a super becoming a superstar in the world of fitness and one of the most respected strength coaches in the world. He became a best-selling author and has created and turned around companies in a multiple industries ranging from shoes and supplements to aerospace and high tech. He is a best-selling author, built a globally recognized brand in under five years, built multiple seven-figure brands in a few years. Absolutely incredible story. Chris, in your book, you talk about growing up homeless and taking care of your siblings. I mean, that's one heck of a rags to riches story. How did that experience change your life? Uh, It was definitely something that a lot of people don't have experience with uh, in this day and age. That's for sure. So uh, we're talking, you know, living in the mountains, homeless, learning to uh, forage for food, kill animals. And uh, it was a it was a rough upbringing. So this is in Northern California and then uh, Eastern Oregon. We were taken by the state for a while. But, you know, it it taught me to never have a fallback plan. So when they talk about burning bridges, that's something that I I had very early experience with, not necessarily the burning the bridges, but the there's there's no home to go back to. There's no bed. There's no bedroom. There's nothing like if I don't make it happen, one, I'm going to fail, but also other people around me are going to fail, which is an important lesson for, for business leaders to know. So I end up taking custody of my three younger siblings, and I raised them while I, I got my dual engineering degree, my MBA, and started my career. I was in custody and raised my three, uh, three younger sisters uh, uh, just by myself. And so it's, uh, it, it always put me in that position, that mentality of, you've got to be all in. You've got to be driving with passion and you got to make it happen. And uh, that's, you, you see that a lot today where people, it's a, it's a side hustle. It's an extra thing. And if it doesn't, never put all your eggs in, never go all in. But does that really give you the impetus to, to make, you know, to really do what it needs to make something big? Wow. So obviously people should read the book Eagle and the Dragon, a story of strength and reinvention. You obviously overcame some incredible obstacles. How did you go from engineering to bodybuilding? Yes, yeah, so, well, I uh, I started training when I was in junior or high. I, I was I was the I was the nerdiest of the nerds. Like we we didn't have TV or radio, so it was reading books 
and that's you know trip to the library and i read books by candlelight by flashlight and i absorbed everything you know i was valid victoria when i graduated high school and I, I i'm like i need to balance this and obviously life was pretty physical with what we you know living the way that we did so i i took to it naturally and so that's something i always did on the side and so I started lifting in 1988 and in 2000, I started competing in, in, uh, in power lifting and 2003, I kind of switched to a home gym, which ended up building into this, uh, uh, a business on the side. And it really, it, it, I was really successful in my career. So I, I was a sought after executive that came in and did uh, turnarounds for, you know, automotive or aerospace manufacturing company by the last 10 years of my, my career. And I'm like, there's just no way that this is ever going to be anything than that. So I had this 9,000 square foot gym <laughs> on the side. And that was, that was just, you know, a place that I had to train and enjoy and have my space to, to pursue being an athlete. And that was my goal. So be the best strength athlete in the world. But to do that, I had to do other things, you know, to be successful. I thought there's three things I need to have, you know, I need to have the right tools, the right methodology and the right environment or culture, right? And these are lessons in business. So, so I started, I, nothing was quite right. So I fine tune, I use my engineering expertise to make better equipment and develop uh, the, the methodologies. And I got in a few years, about 2015, I was evaluating my life, uh, walking through this uh, purposeful introspection, which is a big piece of uh, what I teach uh, in the book. It's not just a, a story. And I was going, you know, what am I doing with myself? Am I really, you know, I've got everything that I was supposed to have. You know, I've got, I, I'm you married. Got beyond got what you were supposed to have. Kids, home, a successful from where you life. Came from. Uh, yeah. And literally the house with a white picket fence. And, and I'm like, but I just, I felt unhappy. I felt like I should be doing more. And so that really led me to go, you know, I think it's, it's time for me to, to really take the, the passion and experience that I have in essentially uh, biomechanics. So kind of self, I use my engineering degree. And then I started actually working with a lot of people in the clinical space. So relationship building, I'm like, I want to be the best. I got to have the right methods, right? <laughs> so I had the gym for the right environment, the right culture, but I just started using the skills I developed in the business world to, to, to put into place in my hobby. And I started getting to know like the best figures in specific fields. And then that started influencing my, my equipment design and other stuff. And I'm like, you know, I, I can change the world. Like I, yeah, it's not world peace or, you know, hunger in Africa, but I can get people out of pain and living a better quality of life. I can do this and I can use everything that I've used in my you know, garnered in my career to start this. And so I walked away from, uh, from that career to chase, to chase this in 2015. And uh, it's been a wild ride. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's an understatement. Now you applied your engineering brain to engineering, better equipment, better supplements, better things. Now, I mean, you've achieved so much success. Top professional athletes, celebrities like The Rock use your equipment. Talk about like the impact you've had on the sports and entertainment world and, and how the word got out and kind of how you keep evolving. Yeah, it's it's been really interesting because it's the, the main brand. I've got a couple companies, but uh, Kabuki Strength 
uh, that's the, uh, the, the, the logo you kind of see behind me here, was started in 2015. And it has become a globally recognized brand in the area that we do. And it's, it's, it's really unique because it spans both clinical space and rehab uh, all the way to professional sports, home gyms, all these sorts. So talk about like the impact, like, you know, and I, I'm a strength athlete. I, I you know, I, I bench pressed and squatted and deadlifted. That's what I competed in. Right. But my equipment is used by 90% of all professional sports teams in North America. So we're talking I major mean, league baseball. For, for, that's insane in terms of market penetration. That's pretty much a monopoly. Yeah. No, uh, Major League Baseball, three teams don't use our stuff right now. And trust me, they will in the next year. I was going to say, you're going to uh, get them. Yeah, yeah. You don't we're, quit. We've got, we're, yeah, we're in the Tour de France. We're used by uh, lots of people uh, in track and field for the Olympics. Uh, I said North America, so I was including, uh, you know, the uh, NHL, uh, hockey as well. Uh, the list goes on. Colleges, every major D1 school, if you follow sports, they use our stuff. 600 plus more in addition to all the big names. And that was that metric was like, that's over a year old. So I have no idea actually where it's technically at right now. And now we're penetrating like, you know, big figures. You mentioned The Rock. If you go on his his page or Lindsey Vaughn, who's doing uh, the Under Armour stuff, uh, look what they're using, that squat bar they're using with the uh, with his logo on it. That that's ours. He's got eight of them, I believe at this point. <laughs> um, uh, Le- LeBron, the rest of the starting line, they use the stuff it, you know, for the Lakers, but they also have it in their home gyms. Uh, Thor from game of Thrones. Uh, there's a whole, like I said, there's a whole lot of celebrities starting to, to use uh, in the LA area. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been crazy to, to grow that fast. But the reason we have is it's authentic. Like it's not gimmicky. We're created something real and is validated by, again, these experts. So I talked about relationship building. Well, that's also authority building, right? So if those people are backing what I'm doing and I've got the leading, you know, spine biomechanist, the, the most well-known physical therapist, the, one of the best orthopedic surgeons, develop, you know, kinesiology, head strength coaches for these major teams, like all of them saying, Hey, I'm here. I back this stuff. Um, because in part, I used a lot of their philosophy as well in development of this, the, these items. And so it's, it's really helped me with my, my knowledge, but now I've got the backing of both the sports performance world side, which was myself and the initial like large strength athletes base that started using my stuff to the clinical populations and the science, uh, the, the scientific research populations all starting to, it's this all these other avenues all pointing and behind it. And, and then it's being passionate, like uh, myself and everybody in our company, like we really believe that we can have a positive impact on people in the world. Like this is something we don't hire people to have a job. This is what we're doing in the world. Would you like to be part of this? And, and, And so we have this crazy culture, but it creates like when you're passionate and you go sit there, my first meeting with Major League Baseball, I'm getting to your question here, slowly, circling time. around it. I'm fascinated. <laughs> uh, we'll go in and uh, meet with the LA Dodgers. We've got a great relationship with them. And go through and show them the equipment. I spend like a three and a half hours. And I actually had another appointment after I'm finally I'm like, hey, I got to go. My partner's going to stay here and, and continue working with them. And the head strength coach is like, hey, Chris, let me, let me walk you to the door. And he was walking up. He's like, I just want you to know. Most people don't even get 
in to see us. And if they do, they get 15 minutes. He's like, I just pulled my entire staff because while we were talking, he kept grabbing. More. Next thing you know, I've got the whole staff there because uh, they're like, wow, this is this is fascinating stuff. And the next day we had introductions to three more MLB teams. And then after that, because they recognize everybody in any industry, people move around. Right. We've all been in the work environment and, and you know, you worked with somebody here and then you and it just their their network grows. Yes. So. If you take the time and just those key relationships you have, it's not quantity. So our penetration wasn't happened through quantity. It's like the depth of every one of those single relationships and really building and showing people what you can do, the passion that you have for it. And if they see that, they're going to give you those next steps, those, and same thing. That's how I built like that presence in the, you know, the scientific backing side of things, same thing. You know, I, I show up at a, a seminar yet. My name was known, but I didn't ask for anything special. I paid for it. I attended like everybody else. I engaged in some conversations on the side. And next thing you know, we develop a relationship talking about their stuff back and forth. And next thing you know, you know, I'm speaking with them and, you know, at other seminars and it just keeps, it keeps going. And I, too many people try to, I'm kind of on a tangent here, but this is a bit of a rant of mine because I get these messages like on LinkedIn all the time. Hey, I want to make a real connection. I want right. to like, try and get married on the first date. Can I swear on this? Bullshit. Like, like, that's not a real connection. That's not real networking. Um, right. There's anyway, no relationship I, of trust, confidence at all. How do you, speaking of relationships, I mean, your business empire keeps expanding how do you balance that with your personal life being a husband and a dad? Yeah. So that is very key to me. And that is something that I'm very, when I set on this journey, I'm like, I, I, I don't want to compromise what's happening with my family life. And actually I want to, to take it to, I want to improve it because at the time I was, I was in too many different areas. You know, I had my personal hobbies. I had my family. I had competitive athletes uh, that I, you know, athletics that I trained for. I had a gym that I ran, and then I was a high performance executive. I'm like, this, this isn't working. And the kids are getting older; they're going to be you know, getting in sports. Like, I, something has to give. And yeah. so that was part of also that introspection process. And and I know this won't work for most people, but for me, it was I, I need to cut something out. And so it was really the extraneous career had to go so that everything that I did with my work was also those side passions, those loves, those other things to help create time and space in my life. So if I, if I lift, that's part of my job. I do that during my work day. If I, you know, if I'm, if I'm involved with the, 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 the sport or characters that I am in traveling to do that, that's part of my job. And so it actually creates more time for me, more flexibility as well. So, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're always working to some level, but I've got the flexibility to spend with my, my, uh, my family. Like just now, uh, I'm podcasting. I kicked my kids out of the room. They're over in my office. Uh, uh, but they're, you know, they're here with me. And so it's, it's important to understand that every, all the time. And so what I'm trying to do and the things that I really enjoy is, Focusing on that long-term vision, uh, the changes in the markets, what we're anticipating and how these things tie in with my overlaying philosophy uh, that I'm trying to accomplish. So there's so many projects and things I turn down all the time. People 
take great ideas to me. And I'm like, that's a great idea. They're like, will you make it? I'm like, no, it's probably going to do well in the market. Well, why won't you? It doesn't fit what I'm trying to do. Okay. So you got to be able to say no. Uh, you've got to be able to fit those things, you know, into your life as well. And so that's, I don't know how to <laughs> explain that the best, but uh, um, I, I have created more time in my life for my family by pursuing these. And that's, that's what I said, the long-term vision and those other things. I have presidents and CEOs for each of the companies. I don't take a, a, an operating role. I'm, I, I can't be the one that the business has to rely on for day-to-day -day operations and functions. And people are often surprised by this because they'll contact me about, hey, can you do and help me with this? And I'm like, I, I don't even know how, man. Like, like what? I'm like, you need to talk to the marketing department. You need to talk to the CEO. You need to like, I'll direct them to whatever the resource is, but they expect like, Hey, I'm a marketing person. I want to talk. I'm like, talking to me is pointless. Like I, I'm not involved with it. Like, um, on the peripheral I am. So it's, it, to me, it's focusing on being, uh, more of a consultant in the type of roles that I run. And I, and that, these are all small, minor things, but they really add up to a thing that is very, very important for me. That is awesome. I love that. That is great advice. You refer to yourself different. You don't call yourself CEO. I mean, I know you have CEOs, but you call yourself the chief visionary officer. CV Exactly. It's kind of a funny title. I thought I made it up, but uh, apparently it is a thing. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I literally, I call myself CVO chief visionary officer and it's, it's kind of hokey, but it, it fits the bill. Everybody that knows me and knows what I do. They're like, yeah, that's, that's what you do. So that is awesome. You're always expanding. You're always developing something new. What's next for you? What are you going to do next as an <laughs> entrepreneur? Oh, well I have all these things that I'm working on and everything that I've created for Kabuki strength and they're all part of a much grander vision. So that's why I said I turned down lots of things because what I'm trying to do is massive. And I'll just say that when I'm done, I will have changed the face of strength training as well as uh, clinical practice and how those two interact together. Uh, so to, to, to launch actually the business that I'm going to launch, uh, I'm about four to five years out and I'm five years in right now because I had to create the products, the methodologies <laughs> and so many things that didn't exist to develop this concept that I'm working towards. And so that business hasn't even been started yet because this is all just foundational work. That is absolutely incredible. I love the BHAG you've got. That is awesome. I can't wait to see it come to fruition. Um, for our folks who are watching and listening and want to learn more about Kabuki Strength, about the Build Fast Formula, about the Barefoot Store, about Chris Duffin, where are where is the where do you want us to send them to learn more about you, about the book, about everything you're building? How do we become a part of Team Chris? Yeah, so uh, I'm very active on social media. Uh, well, Instagram and LinkedIn, that is. Uh, those are the two platforms. There's posting in other areas, but sure. uh, I don't interact. Uh, so you can really see what's going on in a, in a live fashion there. Um, but just chrisduffin.com, christopherduffin.com. You just type Chris Duffin in Google. 
uh, or in any social media platform and I will pop up guaranteed is the number one uh, lead in probably the next 20 pages or so. Now, uh, but the main website does have links to Kabuki Strength, uh, to Barefoot Shoes, to Build Fast Formula, uh, to my book. And there's actually a free, you can download a free uh, Audible copy of my book uh, if uh, through that uh, account. If you don't have an Audible link, it's a really great program, that and one other book. Uh, so I always encourage people to do that. That's all on my uh, homepage, but you can also just find them individually under just typing those, those names. I mean, it's, it's the internet. It's not hard. Our stuff's very easy to find. Uh, and then I've got a new company uh, that will be launching before the end of the year. Uh, you're the first podcast to hear about it, but it's uh, Kratos Fly Fitness, C-R-A-T-O-S. So uh, that'll be a, a really... Uh, new method uh, around inertia based flywheel training systems, kind of an all encompassing machine. So we've got some proprietary technology uh, that is uh, going to change up that industry that's uh, launching here shortly. So again, you can find all this stuff on my, uh, my, my website or uh, on social media. So uh, yeah, uh, Instagram handles Kabuki underscore, or sorry, Matt, <laughs> mad underscore scientist underscore Duffin. Um, but again, you just type in my name, it'll pop up or any other company names that our stuff's easy to find. Awesome. This has been Seth Green with Sharkpreneur with Chris Duffin. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Been a pleasure, Seth. Really appreciate it. Thanks everybody for watching or listening and we'll talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.